Welcome to Characters in Class, where we roll up D&D characters without prior planning or forethought. My name is Colin Carlton, and you are... Matthew Fillion, your co-host. And we're also joined by special guest... Miranda Antes. What's up? Yo. Patrick, our most frequent guest. Yeah, we're going to start calling this podcast Two Bald Guys and a Lesbian. (laughs) No, I think that might actually be. No, I almost, I almost said like three bald guys in a boat, but it, <laughs> but that's probably a little, a little too naughty. <laughs> this is why we keep inviting you on. Um, okay, so this is a special episode. Yeah, this is a very, this is a very special episode of. We Boston. get some cool stuff. Um, so a couple weeks back, Colin rolled up an extremely ordinary character, with almost all 10s and 11s and when we asked if it was did he just roll himself he goes what's the barista class given your history as a barista um made the joke online um and miranda tagged the uh very cool um was it would we call it a 5e supplement a 5e independent book uh, called uh fat magic which is all food-based classes and subclasses and and other artifacts Miranda, you can talk a little bit more about it if there's anything i'm leaving out but they heard our plea and sent us some subclasses to mess with and we said well that means we absolutely have to have an episode um about uh, where we roll up some food-based classes maybe colin will in fact play the barista of his dreams um <laughs> desert uh, and uh i suppose we should talk a little bit like it's still out there it is i believe fatmagicrpg.com where you can still pre-order it Correct. Uh, they were successfully ba- backed on Kickstarter in July of last year, so almost a year to the day from when this podcast will run, if I'm getting my numbers right. Um, and this will be fun. It'll, it'll be a, a break from sort of relying on this, the official stuff. Um, you could also check them out on Twitter at Fat Magic RPG. And uh, any um, any other anything any other details that I left out there? I feel like I, I stepped over Miranda because you're the one that, t- that identified them for us. And oh, man. Them, so. I was, I am a Taurus foodie. So I saw these guys um, on, on Kickstarter last year and I wanted to back them, but I was a little nervous about the whole Kickstarter thing. Uh, and then I kind of followed them on Twitter and stalked them a little bit, not in a like creepy way, but like, oh, are they still, you know, can I still get my hands on this if I, you know, if the Kickstarter is completely over, which it was. And uh, yeah, you, you could. So I went and I actually did pre-order. They have t-shirts over there. That's pretty cool. They have like some really cool stuff um, that you can still pre-order. Uh, the Twitter feed is pretty funny if you want to drop by and say hi to SC. It's, um, yeah, it's really cool. They also have a, a story in the book too. So it's not just nice. uh, some subclasses there's, or spells. There's like a whole mess of other um, stuff going on. And uh, it, looks, it looks pretty fun. It looks really cool. The art is really great. And I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I was just saying right before we started recording that I love that the the logo is kind of like old school diner vibe. Yeah, um, it's very it's very different and uh, very cool. So thank you for sending us some subclasses to mess around with. Yeah, um, we should say too I, this isn't an ad. Like they didn't pay no. us to sponsor no. this or anything like that. They just and seem I've been, fun I've been, and this seems funny. 
Yeah. And I've been talking uh, these guys up for a little while too, because I was trying to get yeah. um, people to jump on board on this because it's pretty, for me anyway, I, like, I just think with when we play Dungeons and Dragons, you know, there's this serious tone, right? We want to go and be the heroes and, and all that. But sometimes it's nice to see people like build some whimsy to it, like things that you don't to be necessarily serious think playing about. This? Have I been doing this wrong? I, you've been doing it totally wrong. Well, at, Very well, wrong. It, it, it was funny because we were just uh, posted a clip from our sister show over on uh, Raven Valley Institute. And, uh, you know, it's a very dark fantasy, uh, gothic horror. And the clip is <laughs> Colin's character breaking through a fence on a failed acrobat uh, athletics check. So it's like, yeah, dead serious. The game is totally <laughs> totally. It's You're doing There's it wrong. no humor. You've got to, you know, really just buckle down. But they, they had me at like Spaghetti Wizard. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, let's talk I, about that. Actually, before we, um, before we roll... Uh, I'll just run down the list of the, they sent us a, a little more than a half dozen uh, subclasses to mess with. I just want to run through the names because they're awesome and we won't get to all, all of them because there's only three of us, but they sent us the Habgoblin Ancestry, which I believe is a play on Habmiero Peppers, if, uh, if, I'm, if I'm doing it correctly. Uh, they sent us the Path of the Cold Brute Barbarian, Oath of the Barbecue Paladin, Domain of the Golden Hive Cleric, Circle of the Domestic Root Druid, Order of the Salted Pot Wizard, the Truffle Hunter Ranger, and the Path of the Fermented Grain Monk. So we get some, we get uh, uh, well over half of the uh, basic classes with the new subclass to mess around with tonight. So um, you guys roll some stats to see what we get. Kind of checking it out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah let's um, uh, do some rollies. All right. Uh, Miranda, you're the guest. You roll first. I'll write down these stats for you. And as always, if this is your first time listening, um, we do the very generous uh, 4d6, drop the lowest, um, and assign the stats as needed from there, which has worked out well for us because uh, the past couple of episodes, Colin and I really needed that extra die. We're, we've, we've rolled fairly, oh my God. hilariously low the past few shows. So, All right, Miranda, whenever you're ready, I will start jotting down your numbers for you. All right, here we, here we, no, I won't do it because, you know. I don't want um, Mario to come after us. No, All don't right. make any Nintendo jokes. We can't afford. We can't. We can't afford the licensing. No Nintendo jokes. Oh, 13. 13. We got a 13 going on here. Oh, hold on. No, just kidding. I have to drop one. So it's not 13. It's oh, okay. uh, 12. Sorry. So 12. Okay. I forgot to drop one. Oopsies. Um. Uh, eight. Okay. You know it's good when I laugh like <laughs> you 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 have the exact same laugh for when you've critted and when you failed as as your DM for a long time now. I don't actually know which one it is. It's either bad for you or bad for me and I never know which one it's going to be cuz it's the exact same giggle. It just gives me pure joy for failing <laughs> and succeeding. <laughs> All right. So 11. Okay. A nine, I believe. <laughs> Stop rolling the fancy dice. We can't read the numbers. Come on, man. No, you know what it is? It's I have a dice that says game over when you roll a one. Oh. <laughs> game over, game over, game over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. It did it again. <laughs> that would be six. That would... Six? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Hope Roll high, Miranda. You've got five right. so far, go. and three of them are single digits. 
I mean, I would play this character though. Yeah, I know you would. That's... <laughs> oh, um, okay. 14. 14. Okay, so you oh, get okay. at least one. You have one stat that qualifies you to take a class. Yes. Because you need a 13 and something to take any class. So mm. uh, yeah, that is, you definitely rolled the the old DM rule of where the DM looks at you and goes, you can reload, roll that if you really want. You don't have to keep that one. But for our purposes, you probably probably should well, call mean, anyone. You, you know me anyway. Come on. Yeah, you'll make it work. Colin, you want to go next and I'll go last? Yeah, that's fine. You got it. 11. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, okay. This is better. This is better. 14. 14. I was going to say, if you're rolling the same dice that you have for the past two weeks, I'm going to drive to your house two hours and come get <laughs> your ass. 13. 13. Okay. 10. 10. 11. 11. <laughs> 10. 10. Colin. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> hey, let me read these back to the two of you. Um, Miranda, you had a 12, an 8, an 11, a 9, a 6, and a 14. Uh, Colin, you had an 11, an 11, a 10, a 10, a 13, and a 14. Okay. All right, let me roll up something here. Maybe okay. one of us can have a hero. Oh, come on. Oh, wait, no. Okay, 12. 12. Okay. 12. Um, 14. Okay. 10. Okay. 13. Okay. 12. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, 13. Okay. And what do I got? One more? Yep, one more. All right. Oh, there we go. Uh, 15. All right. All right. What, what am I working with? Oh, there goes my pen. What am I working with? 10, 12. Okay. 13, 13, 14, 15. Oh, that's not bad at all. Okay. No, you're actually in. That's actually. Those are. Yeah, that, that's actually a pretty good little little spread there. So. Yeah. So okay. you are the hero. And yeah. Um... Miranda. Hmm? A six and eight and a nine, dude. Dude, I love it. <laughs> what what is happening there? Um, um well, my strength is gonna be six. Of course. I I mean, look at me go. Uh the nine is an intelligence because I've never played a character that was like <laughs> you know, um not quite uh intelligent. Uh, the eight is going in charisma. Cool. Yeah, that's where my low rolls are going. Um, have you already picked out what class you're going to do? Uh, yes, I'm going to be a, a ranger. Of course you're going. Probably an elf ranger. No, not an elf. Not with those low rolls. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, only, you, only, you only make elf rangers when they're hot. Right. That's, yes. That's, <laughs> yes. It's hot ranger summer. <laughs> we have a we have a rule around here, Miranda. Plays hot, hot elf rangers or other things if she doesn't roll well. So that's <laughs> hot ranger summer. Can we put that on a t-shirt? Oh, I mean, I could. 
So, so you're going to be, so you're going to be the, um, the truffle hunter ranger is what I'm looking at. Nice. Okay. Um, so where where are your other stats going in there? All right. So, uh, we want this, this person to be quick. So Dex is 14. Mm -hmm. Um, ranger, usually they're, their spells are wisdom based i believe so yes. drop yeah. that 12 in there actually you know what oh, man <laughs> i had the constitution at 11 but i think i probably should put my constitution at 12 so it is possible actually it's funny because i think i'm pretty sure rules as written you actually need a 13 you would need to a be 13. ranger at all but we're not playing by the you know this is this yeah, is hand waving yeah. the the rules there just to make it possible but you can in, in in all seriousness you can actually play a ranger and only take spells that don't have uh, uh like a, a reason to roll like if you just take like hunter's mark and like pass without a trace where there's no roll so you can actually yeah. make it work with a low well i can well i can i can flip my decks then i could probably do well, that you, yeah you'd and then make it make it real z's so people don't be like oh my god after you forgot what the main stat was for a druid the last time you were on the show yeah <laughs> they only get one they only get like one freaking spell I, I will go, why do you only have one spell slot oh because they cast with wisdom not charisma sorry guys i just like that you owned it you didn't fix it you kept it um yeah. all right so dexcon and uh wisdom are moderate everything else is pretty terrible strength is pitiful and did you say which, which species you're going to be um i'm i have to look I'm going to be a cobalt. Perfect. Yeah. That's what my, um, but there's two types of cobalts that they have listed on D&D Beyond and uh, one's legacy and one is not. So while um, Colin is digging around his mm. stuff, I will have you, uh, peruse. Have you not looked at the new cobalts? No. They are so good. Take Better a look. Well, like yeah. The legacies, legacy were fun. The new one is mm -hmm. like, like, like I will play a lot of cobalts. They, they did a good job with updating cobalts. <laughs> Colin is making a face like he's made a terrible choice. What, yeah. what, 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 what are you looking at over there? No, I, 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 for the first time, I actually wish that I had rolled a little bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> my, my losing streak is finally catching up with me. Oh my god! And I'm wishing I had just a. a a little bit more to play with this is the mm. first time that i've been like okay maybe i need to pick a a species that enhances this this character that i'm probably never going to play to make him actual fun actually functional yes do you know what class you're thinking about doing um yes so um i am going back and forth between uh the the druid of the domestic root and Ooh. the monk the way of the fermented monk grain monk mm -hmm. i like it because i really want to do the fermented grain monk i hmm what am i going to do because i've actually got some good i've got some options here which is i yeah i know i'm jealous actually so I could actually like normally like roll bad, pick one of the ones that you can get by with one good stat, but with I got enough decent stats, I could probably pull off like a barbarian, a paladin, or a monk. 
actually here's where i don't know that i've ever admitted this on this show I mean, it's time the audience knows i will almost always base my if i'm making a pc i will look at at minis i have that represent them even if the dm hates minis it will never use them on a board and will like take inspiration from something i've already painted and i'm i got some food-based halflings and dwarves so it's kind of a toss-up right now whether i want to be a meat-based dwarf a booze-based dwarf um a halfling holding a wooden spoon like a wand maybe i maybe i make a Maybe I make a halfling wizard. Halfling wizard? That's what you want. That's what you're. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. You know, I don't think any of us have leaned towards. Um, although it does feel like a shame to not go, not pick a because wizard you can probably get away with uh with a couple of dump stats, but no, you know what? I'm going for. Eh, mm, eh, mm. Well, if you go halfling, you you have some really good, like uh, sub halflings you could take, like hospitality. Yeah, I mean, I would probably go classic. I mean, I mean, really, I think a, I think the stout halflings is probably the way to go with with uh, a kitchen based fella. A kitchen based um, fella. Although mm, <laughs> these are just there. Uh, also. The cold brute barbarian just sings to me, being a coffee addict for life. I am going to go with, going to make a barbecue paladin halfling. <laughs> we're gonna have a halfling with the wooden spoon, and we're saying like he's maybe he's doing that just to like break up the, you know, he's got a pot of the the the, 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 the he's got some pulled pork going on in there. Yeah, let's do a let's do a let's do a let's do a barbecue. Oath of the oath of the barbecue paladin, even though I am like 99% vegetarian right now. So okay, okay. Let's see this. Um okay, I am going to do I'm gonna do the way of the fermented grain monk, and I'm going with a turtle. Nice. <laughs> Because the turtle has served me well in Raven Folly. And I don't have to worry too much about my AC and stuff. You know, you're doing the, the, the there's, there's, there's a couple of species that can make up for some problems. And turtle is one of them because they can, it can fix your AC, it can fix yep. some other defensive stuff. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a cheat, but I, I I dig it. And you know what, Miranda, you sold me on the mark of hospitality halfling. There, I've never I've never done one, but that just feels like if I was ever going to do a mark of hospitality halfling. They're um, lovely. There's some lovely stuff about those so little hospitality halflings. For those for those of you who are listening to this that are un, that are unfamiliar, uh, the um, mark of hospitality is one of the dragon marks from the Eberron book, which a lot of us don't use because it's so specific to Eberron. Eberron's a phenomenal campaign setting. It's a uh, magic meets neo noir. It's rad, but I, I tend to avoid it for my homebrew because it's so good that I don't want to. I don't want it to mess with my, my homebrew. It's too it's too specific. But the mark of hospitality halfling um, has 
ever hospital ever hospitable <clears throat> hospitable when you make a charisma persuasion check or an ability involving brewers supplies or cooking utensils you can roll the d4 and add that number to the ability check oh my god that's perfect for for this particular type of character innkeeper's magic you know press to digitation you can also purify food and drink um and use unseen servant spells with this trait uh um once you cast either spell with this trait you can only use it you can't use that until you finish a long rest and then they get some extra spells they get good berry sleep um if you have if you have spells you can add these to your list that you don't get them you don't get them all automatically but these are added to your list a good berry sleep aid calm emotion create food and water Liam's tiny hut aura of pure purity mordenkainen's private sanctum the 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 mordenkainen's private sanctum and hallow so this is a this is a if there was ever a food based halfling this is it mm-hmm. um and paladin So how, who's furthest? Actually, I'll just, I, I will throw my stats in there. And then once all three of us have th- actually, Colin, you haven't done your stats yet, have you? No. Can you actually, I'm missing one on the, what I wrote down. Uh, you had two tens, two 11s, a 13 and a 14. There we go. I just missed the second 10. Gotcha. Oh, that's not bad at all, Colin. It's not those what I nice wanted, Miranda. Listen, those are great stats. They're not like God stats like mine. All right. Okay. Is this going to be a strength based or a dexterity based paladin? How? I think halfling almost has to be dexterity. Or not. You could you know go with, you know. I'm going, I'm going to see. This is me leaning on when in doubt, I look at the mini that I want to use. So I'm picturing this guy. He's literally wearing a chef's hat, an apron. He has a pot in one hand, a spoon in the other. The spoon is his weapon, which I'm going to reskin as a mace. So I'm going to go with strength for this guy. He's he's going to use a mace, a wooden spoon as a as a as a, as a mace as his uh thing. So puts hmm. All right. I'm going to put the 15 that I got into strength. Um, which will add, uh, and I'll add the plus two there to get him up to 17 for future ASI stuff. Constitution um, will be 13, which I will bump to 14 with uh, one of his stat boosts. Charisma Paladin will be the actual 14. Um, you know what? He is, I'm gonna, not going to give him... I get a 10, a 12, and a 13. What would you, if you were, if you were doing a meat-based paladin, where would you put that 10? Where would be his no, bon- no benefit at all? A meat-based paladin. Mm. I feel like maybe Dex, you know what, Dexterity might be it. Like, he doesn't need to go first. We'll call, he's, yeah. he's, always, he's always kind of full. He's always kind of, <laughs> he's always kind of full. And then Intelligence and Wisdom... It, now, see if I was min-maxing, intelligence is pretty much useless for paladins and dexterity. You can at least get that plus one for saving throws and stuff like that. But, um, but he's, eh, it's only a plus one. I'm going to put the twelve into dexterity, ten into intelligence, thirteen into wisdom, and then he will have so he'll have seventeen, twelve, 
14, 10, 13, 14 for his final stats there. Actually, I goofed up because the Marco, the, you know, for the benefits that you get from Mark of Hospitality, you do not get the second stat boost. You only get a plus two. I'm going to keep it, but I'm going to, no, I'm going to leave it. Uh, he'll have a 15 to a 17, and then he'll have 12, 13. To, so he'll have a, the 14 in Charisma, and he'll, so he'll be a little bit more castry based than, than uh, beefy. <laughs> have you decided on what race you're going to be yet? Oh, yes. Um, so uh, I'm over here like giggling as I'm like jumping through trying to figure out my background. But <clears throat> instead of doing the, the updated Cobalt, I am going to stick with the, the old Cobalt. Uh, old... oh, primarily no. because my, my deck score does increase by two. But they has this uh, beautiful little grovel, <laughs> cower and beg grovel. Uh, action. You can cower pathetically to distract nearby foes. <laughs> that's... And that's lovely. I like that. Um, I don't know what it is about me lately playing characters that have sunlight sensitivity, but I'm all about that. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with disadvantage on... Um, rolling disadvantage on my attacks when it's when it's sunny out that's that's fine i honestly think you enjoy the opportunity to roll low you know what the best things happen when you have low rolls they really do like you can be like rolling those 20s and and when you get them they're awesome but some of the best role play moments have been when we've rolled really really terribly um mm. when i had a cursed item that does psychic damage if you roll a one and i during a battle rolled six in a row just i just kept rolling ones and i was like are you kidding me right now and i told my dice wouldn't it be fun if we just rolled like a one maybe this round just to see what happens and my dice was like hold my beer and was like here here's six uh, and almost killed my character. That was, you know, you get those beautiful moments. So I'm all right with it. As long as you're all right with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, we can't all have slapsies, you know, <laughs> where we just slap back and forth and nothing happens because we're so high decks. <laughs> slap, 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 slap. That's the best slap fight. Um, but yes, I am going with Cobalt uh the the old variety um this truffle hunter ranger is pretty fun just reading it over uh, uh but I, I go ahead uh, um uh just looking at the background the background potential no uh, oh, yeah. i feel like for all of these subclasses there's sort of the 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 the, the easy pick would be guild merchant Mm. right because they're all some sort of merchant to the but right. um i have um the subclasses from the acquisition incorporated book and one of them is a failed merchant oh yes and what i have I decided is that. that this halfling the reason why he's now a paladin is while he is very good at making barbecue he is a terrible businessman and that's like, so he is on the road as a wandering paladin trying to also sell his barbecue. 
<laughs> and he's really he's pretty good in a fight, but he's just, he, he's never mastered the pitch. You know, he's mastered the product, but not the pitch, and so he's never been able to get his business off the ground. And failed merchant um, comes with the tool proficiencies, obviously cooks tools, investigation and persuasion as his proficiencies. Not quite sure what he does with investigation, but persuasion. Um, you can you, know, you could invest it. You could investigate uh, uh, the prices for your mm. consumables. Yeah, he's trying to. He he talks to every other merchant to figure out what he's doing wrong. Mm. Yeah, that's actually his whole thing. Like he always try. Like he goes in. He's like, oh, big hero. There's a knight, and he's like, yeah, but what I really, what I'm really trying to do is sell some barbecue here. Like it's somebody gives me, some, but but I have to ask the two of you some advice here because but the languages it gets one more language, dwarf. So he'll have a total of three common dwarves. I feel like are barbecue people. Mm. Um, would that be would it be common halfling and and dwarvish as the three obvious choices for his languages if he's trying to sell a meat based product, or would he skip oh, yeah. dwarvish and do, um something more along the lines of orcish or something like that maybe he's trying to expand his horizons so i was thinking orcish when you were bringing mm -hmm. that up mm -hmm. i was thinking leonin oh or tabaxi you know not not because they're carnivores because you know they could be they there could be vegans okay mm -hmm. and vegetarians and and um, all know, sorts of foodies, but or or comedically, he could be selling barbecue, but he's 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 proficient in elvish, and everybody knows like there's like a ninety percent chance the elf is probably a vegetarian. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to sell it to like the high elves. That's he keeps going to high elves. His dream was to bring barbecue to the high elves, and they're like, but no. <laughs> We're a, we're a, we're a vegetarian-based species. I don't understand why you think we would ever want to eat pulled pork. And he's just devastated, just in a perpetual state of existential crisis. <laughs> would you make this guy's intelligence? Uh, that was his dumb stat. So he's got it. He's okay, in the ten. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I mean that's average. It's, not, right? it's, it's still average, yeah. but but that's, that's enough why, to think that maybe you can sell barbecue to elves. That's what it is. He's just he's smart enough to think it's a possibility. But he just never quite gets, he's never quite, he's not ready to give up yet. A 10 so in intelligence this. means you're smart enough to have hope for something that's probably not going to happen. Too bad he can't could, sell it to like dryads. Yeah. You know, he, he goes out and he's like, hits like the Faye Wild and is like, mm -hmm. hey, y'all want to try my barbecue? <laughs> um, and the dryads are like, no. 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 We, we live no. off a of lichen and like seaweed. We're, 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 <laughs> Where we like we eat <laughs> we eat rose petals or dryads. Why would we want to eat barbecue? Um, all right, I've been talking a lot about my my little guy here. What's how how is how are things going in turtle territory? Um, okay, so strength is thirteen, dexterity is thirteen, constitution's eleven, intelligence is ten. Not great, but uh, wisdom fifteen, charisma ten. So here's what here's where I'm going with this. Um, I'm going with the way of fermented grain monk, and I'll talk about that in a second. For the background, I went with athlete because okay. what I'm thinking is this guy, he was like whatever the equivalent of like 
an Olympian athlete was. And then after he retired as a athlete, he started his own brewery nice. with, you know, his branding on it and everything like that. So he has one of those like celebrity breweries. What is the name of the celebrity brewery? <laughs> oh, I, I haven't gotten there yet. I've been, I've been so wrapped up in my turtleness. I, I haven't gotten there. <laughs> I'll get there though. Give me, give me a second. Okay. Um, okay. So here's a little bit about the, this subclass. Cause I think it's really funny. Um, you get brewski starting at second level. Your training allows you to harness the energy of brewski. Your key points are replaced by brewski points. Uh, thirsty homebrew starting at third level you gain expertise with brewer supplies and can bring your fermented brew on your adventure in a portable wooden keg at the end of your long rest you can prepare a brew of your choice choose one of the following effects which a creature gains when you uh, when they drink from the keg as a bonus action beer the creature can add your your wisdom modifier to charisma persuasion checks for 10 minutes. Mead, the creature gains a number of temporary hit points equal to you uh, equal to a roll of your martial die plus your wisdom modifier. Uh, kimchi juice, the creature. <laughs> regains one expended brewski point uh alternatively a creature can regain a number of hit points equal to your proficiency bonus you have enough fermented brew for a number of drinks equal to your proficiency bonus uh per long rest and too drunk to lose when you reach level six you can spend one brewski point <laughs> as a action or two as a bonus action to enter an altered state of consciousness that mimics extreme drunkenness for one minute while this effect is active you gain the following benefits feel no pain you have resistance to bludgeoning piercing and slashing damage drunken headbutt you can add your wisdom modifier to the damage of an unarmed strike you also take the additional damage uh, you also take this additional damage. Uh, says all you got when you're reduced <laughs> to zero hit points. You can use your reaction to be reduced to one hit point instead. Each time you use this feature again before a long rest, you gain one level of exhaustion. That's fun. Which I think would be a lot of fun to play. Oh, yeah. you got. I love that it's phonetically yeah. written out yeah. too mm -hmm. so all you got so all you got um miranda do you want to run through oh yes what's what's fun with the the truffle hunter yes so um all right so for the background for this character i went with smuggler okay uh primarily because you know how i love suggested characteristics and when you go through them and one of them was like i love being on the water but hate fishing like it's just 
It's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> random. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and like, I owe a debt that cannot be repaid in gold, but maybe it can be repaid in truffles. So when you start at level one with this bad boy, you get Goodberry as a spell, uh, which is pretty great. But when you get into third level, you actually get a truffle hunting hog. <laughs> Aren't your fine familiar? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, I, I want you to know, I've already come up with a name and everything. So of course I'll you tell have. you in a little bit. But it says your familiar can only use the boar stat block. So you got a piggy. Uh, you also become adept at third level at finding truffles. It's called Diamond of the Kitchen. Uh, at finding truffles that you dig, you can dig them up almost anywhere. Once per day, you harvest a truffle worth one d ten dollars, which can be sold at any high-end food store or the or in this marketplace that they have. Uh, if you roll a ten, you may roll an additional one d ten and add it to your roll, adding another one d ten each time you roll the maximum value of the die. So the truffles nickname as the diamond of the kitchen isn't just a fancy uh, appellation. These truffles can be used instead of gems for spell casting, which is great uh, when you consider that when you get to your ninth level hunter spell, you can pick up Revify. Oh, so you actually can replace diamonds with truffle, truffle hunting. Uh, you also at level seven, there's a thing called hunter's bite. And the only way to tell if a truffle is, is ripe is to take a bite out of it. So you've adapted this technique. And during battle, when you hit a creature with a melee attack, you can ask the DM one of the following questions about the target and they must answer honestly. So what percentage of its maximum hit points remain is a question. What are its motivations? What are its resistances and vulnerable, whatever abilities sorry guys you got this you i got it. it oh my gosh i got it uh what vulnerabilities uh what is its most dangerous ability we haven't seen yet so you can choose one of those questions and you can use this feature a number of times per day equal to your proficiency bonus um so that's pretty cool you also get some like 11 level 11 and 15 but We'll stick to this side. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some really cool stuff um, with it. You get like um, more uh, patience of the truffler and symbiotic staff. You also get a signature spell called Truffle Shot. <laughs> and describe it, Truffle Shot. It's I um, need to know. all right. One bonus action. A slice of truffle worth at least one dollar skewered on a piece of ammunition. You imbue an arrow with truffle magic for the duration. The next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack, the truffle takes root in the target's body and deals an additional 2d6 uh, necrotic damage. At the start of each of its turns until the spell ends, the target must make a constitution saving throw against your spell save DC. On a failed save, it takes 1d6 necrotic damage 
On a uh, successful save, the spell ends. Additionally, a uh, creature hit by this arrow smells strongly of truffle for one hour. (laughs) Granting plus five to perception and survival checks made to track the target using smell. Um, Yeah, uh, level 15, you get symbiotic step where you learn tree stride. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty fun. And there's a little kobold shooting arrows full of mushrooms. Um, Love it. Would be phenomenal. But you know, with rangers, guys, which is what I love about them, is you get to choose a favorite enemy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> you clearly already have one picked out, yeah? Um, plants. <laughs> Fuck them plants. <laughs> like, I love that plants is an option for a favorite. Okay, so I have a very small but ornery backyard. And I understand plants as a favorite enemy on a spiritual level. We have a mulberry tree that attacks me with dropped stinky, sticky berries every summer. Oh, you got the, this tree got the is awful my, one. Yeah, my nemesis. So I... Plants is a favorite enemy, except for the fact that I, they wouldn't be my favorite enemy because I lose the battle every time I've ever done lar- yard work. So, um, but I, I just the fact that D and D lets you have plants as a favorite enemy. Yes, um, I saw plants. I yeah, plants is hilarious. The fact that kobolds are between two and three feet tall, of course they fucking hate plants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they hate them. It's just, it's problems everywhere. Like all so, the time. So I'm, I'm looking over what the Oath of, Bar- of Barbecue Paladin comes with. And it's, you know, for all the funny parts of these food-based classes, this guy is dangerous. <laughs> like this is, this mm-hmm. is so, um, and it's all thematic, but like if this guy rolled up in a fight, I wouldn't want to mess with him. The Oath spells, the bonus spells that the Paladins get, Fog cloud and searing smite, which thematically make perfect sense, and ha- being able to take searing smite as as a as an oath spell, so you don't have to take it mm-hmm. uh, from your regular spell list, is great. Um, create barbecue and sweet tea. Uh, <laughs> is one of the I spells love that at third one. Level. I love that um, so much. And heat metal, which is one of the DM bane spells. Like, please don't cast heat. Please don't cast heat metal on my monster. You're casting heat metal on my monster. You're gonna kill him. Um, fireball and slow because barbecue fire shield rib cage that's another new spell for uh, for this book and then hold monster and immolation immolation like this paladin rolls up and it's gonna be a smoky fight mm-hmm. um they're they're the tenants are none shall go hungry victory like great barbecue comes through patience and perseverance and to waste <laughs> any part of the animal is to disrespect their spirit i can get behind that mm-hmm. um third level your channel divinity is in irresistible smell uh you can you can use your channel divinity divinity to un- unleash a supernatural delicious smell of barbecue within a 500 foot radius centered on you lasts for a minute uh does not move with you so you leave it behind if you leave um any creature can track this odor but those who rely on scent take a negative 10 to perception checks to find your exact position uh, creatures that are within the radius that have not eaten in the past eight hours must face a constitution saving throw or be overtaken with hunger for one minute, suffering a 1d4 penalty to wisdom checks and saving throws. Wow. Um, 
I mean, that's going to leave it up to the DM to figure out if they have eaten in the past eight hours, but still, that's hilarious. And then barbecue guardian armor. <laughs> uh, you can use channel divinity. Um, the spirit of a barbecue guardian possesses your armor, giving it the appearance of bone and smoked meat. Your AC increases by one. If you're wearing heavy armor, the disadvantage on stealth checks no longer comes from the sound. Uh, no, no longer comes from the sound, but the smell of brisket, pulled pork, and barbecue sauce. You still have disadvantage on stealth checks, but it's not because your armor's clanking. It's because you smell delicious. Um, as an action, I feel like my kobold would be licking your like the back of your like armor, oh, like the greaves absolutely. all the time. Like, what are you doing? You taste so good. Um, as an action, you can use your channel divinity to give corporeal form to your barbecue guardian for 10 minutes. It acts directly after you in combat. Oh my god, it's like an, an echo knight, but a meat. Um, when the barbecue guardian is summoned, you lose your one AC bonus. Um, the guardian uses the following stat block. You choose either pulled pork, brisket, or ribs when you summon it. Um, so different, you've got different, uh, oh, the, yeah, there's three different stat blocks, or three different um, capacities when you get the, when you summon the barbecue guardian, depending on whether you're uh, pulled pork brisket or or ribs uh, at level seven you get the uh, aura of the pit master um, when a creature begins casting a ritual spell within 10 feet of you you can use your action to accelerate the casting so it does not require the 10 extra minutes huh that makes things like you know, uh, identify or detect magic or anything a lot more useful for your friends mm -hmm. sauce boss at 15 sauce uh, boss whenever you finish it you you can concoct powerful mixtures of sauces from the realms beyond um whenever you finish the long rest you can prepare three of the following sauces and vials to create uh, a, any a creature can use an action to toss one of these and activate the effect uh sweet uh which gives temporary hit points uh low country vinegar uh which uh the target must make a dexterity saving throw, and if they fail, they have vulnerability to fire damage. It takes the next minute, and considering all the fire damage that this paladin can do, that's great. Beef. <laughs> um, a creature you can see within 30 feet of you increases in size by one category for 10 minutes, granting an advantage on strength, on strength checks and saving throws. That makes sense. You bring in the beef. Um if you use it on your barbecue guardian, its bones attack an additional 1d8 fire damage. And if you mount it, you cannot be knocked off its back. I'm playing a halfling. I'm definitely jumping up on the on the barbecue guardian. For sure. Like a mount. If um, the barbecue guardian is a brisket, watching this halfling climb it would be incredibly entertaining. Like ribs, like, you would have like some footing, right? But watching you try to climb, oh, like a, if it's, if a it's brisket, the like it's falling away because it's so tender. <laughs> he's leaving scratch. Like, oh, he's gonna be so greasy. He's gonna be so greasy. <laughs> There's also dry rub, white, and reaper. I won't take up too much time to read through all the. Actually, I gotta read what reaper is because it's now I gotta know. Creatures within a 20 foot radius centered on a point within you of 60 feet must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes 66 acid damage. On a fail or half on a success. Whoa. Um, and then he becomes a tank of all tanks at level 20 when he becomes a pit lord. Immunity to fire and acid damage. 
uh, barbecue guardian lasts longer and uh, the barbecue guardian can expend one of your spell slots to perform a divine smite you've been sm you've been oh smoted God. by by the by the the uh, barbecue guardian this is legit like this mm -hmm. is this, this guy rolls up hard um there are, and then there's there's multiple signature spells in here i won't i won't go through them because you should check out their book but there's um mm -hmm. um create barbecue and sweet tea is exactly what it sounds like it's sort of like create food and water but better um way better so yeah this yeah way better like way isn't, better isn't, isn't isn't create food and water in uh player's handbook like it's like tofu like it's an unflavored yeah, it's like substance a, that it's like, it's basically cream of wheat without sugar so like I'm like literally this this paladin would get invited on missions just because he can bring better food to the mm -hmm. to the table than his than, than and it said sweet so. tea too right yeah yeah. way yeah. better than what yeah so way as somebody who unfortunately grew up in the south sweet tea i don't think people i don't think enough people understand how literal that is mm -hmm. <laughs> proper it's sweet legit. tea you can feel your teeth rotting as you drink it <laughs> mm -hmm. like i don't know if anybody remembers when like mcdonald's or something came out with a sweet tea and if if you were ever in the south and you got that it's not sweet enough it was mm -hmm. never sweet enough it wasn't sweet tea <laughs> sweet yeah. tea is like half sugar half tea i swear it's to like God. a half a bag of sugar it's insane it is literally like insane. four parts sugar a half part water <laughs> yeah god yeah no by the way i, I, jo I joked around that uh I'm mostly vegetarian now, but the only thing that I miss about being mostly vegetarian is barbecue. So like this actually is like, I'm definitely falling off the vegetarian wagon tomorrow. I'm probably going to have to seek out some, like some pulled pork or something from one of the local places. Um, what do you, had you come up with names for these guys yet? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wait, do you uh, want you want to... um, no, you should okay. go. You go. Do you want, you want me to go? Yeah, no, I don't go. know. You can, you no. can, you can go. No. Rosie's. No. no. Okay, I'll go. Okay. okay. So I I was trying to figure out like a like a mushroom like themed name, <laughs> and so um, the character I came up with this um, combo, uh, and it refers to both the kobold and their little pie piggy. Mm -hmm. um, so their names are plums and custard. <laughs> which, which is, is an actual is mustard. mustard uh plums is is the cobalt and custard is the perfect is the familiar and uh that is an actual mushroom i guess so that's perfect it was either that or slippery jack and i just which is no, awesome that i feel like that's a totally that's your next <laughs> truffle ranger right yeah. like that's that's the next one right after that's the that, that's, that's the your elf, elf. <laughs> I can see it on the packaging now, though. Slippery Jacks, Slippery Jacks truffle. <laughs> I can, I just, yeah, that's gonna be. I can, I can actually see that's that's the the more the more common long term Miranda Ranger. Mm. I could see being called Slippery Jack. Uh, Colin, what are you calling fist. you guys? Um. Okay. So this is this is Lance Torrance, because that's the most like athletic name that I could think that of. That is. Mm -hmm. so at like that that is that guy definitely went to the olympics 
he he was Definitely. a discus thrower mm-hmm. <laughs> um he let's see okay so i'll just start the equipment and i'll work myself back so discus mm-hmm. thrower from being an athlete um he has a past trophy um mm-hmm. he has uh eh, you know whatever an explorer's back a light hammer to like tap down the kegs the wooden kegs you know to keep them closed i like it um his brewery is called tortoise shell brewery and mm-hmm. all the bottles have like you know like the the tortoise shell kind of pattern on them um and here's a lineup of just some of the beers that you can get from tortoise shell brewery <laughs> total time <laughs> amphibious pale ale uh snapping mead shellacked double ipa portside porter shelly stout shelly stout yes colin you need to open this actual brewery <laughs> like that's the, did you, you came up with all those on the spot right i, I see the notes oh, yeah. you clearly were sitting there while I, well one of us was reading through coming up with titles mm-hmm. but um all right so uh and any special equipment on your ranger there miranda or is that a oh um yeah actually i was just thinking about that i would take because i can take uh simple melee weapons Mm -hmm. so uh plums would definitely have a spear and a sickle (laughs) because you know one is the one is to get the truffles and the other is to cut that grass yep all right and then um the smuggler starting equipment is either a fancy leather vest or a pair of leather boots. And I feel like Plums only wears boots. That's it. Like, and the leather <laughs> armor is like maybe a pair of gloves or something. Maybe like a a little like a little bit of leather like armor, maybe. Just just I, hints of leather. Hints of I leather. Knew, like I knew no matter what you're gonna say he only wears whatever piece of equipment you're going to pick out. Like that's, I, I could, I knew that's where you were going the minute you said leather boots or fancy vest. Yeah. Leather boots. And that's what the armor is. <laughs> Cause it comes up pretty high on him. Right. <laughs> like waiters, <laughs> like waiters. <laughs> uh, all right. So I actually took inspiration for the name for this guy. So I was born in Sumble, Massachusetts. And there's a very cool, very popular, at least, I mean, it's been so long since I've been down that way, down that way, but everybody, you go to Red Bones for barbecue. That was the thing. You always, you always, oh, you always go to Red, Red Bones. Bones. So I've named this halfling Davis Red Bones. I like it. Wow. Shout out to Red Bones in Davis Square, right around the corner from where I was born over on Corinthian Road. Um, and uh, so Davis, Davis Square, so Davis Red Bones. And then um, for his starting equipment, um, he's got i probably should have taken a slicing thing but i feel like there's some meat tenderizing going on so he's coming with uh martial weapon or sh- and a shield so he, i took them all simple weapon mace it's all tenderizing explorer's pack <laughs> because a priest pack wouldn't make any sense but really the the, the, the piece de la raisons here is uh the holy symbol um which one of the options in D&D Beyond is the reliquary, which is a container for holy relics. 
which is of course the pot in which he he simmers the pulled pork right like the the, the reliquary the mm. holy object in the reliquary is the actual meat that he's cooking so that is his holy symbol is the pot in which the meat is cooking oh wow so um that is actually it's funny i'm just looking to see uh Chris one the paladins came with the armor it, 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 oh chain mail and found it um so that so that is that's this dude um any other any other part that's called uh like i said we did we did backgrounds we did uh, abilities we did classes we talked about these subclasses yeah what was your second favorite just out of curiosity curiosity if you didn't build the yeah. one uh Colin, the other one was was gonna be the druid was that the other one that you were looking yeah at? so the um I was trying to decide between that and the druid of the domestic root, mm -hmm. but also the the path of the cold brute barbarian mm. is also hilarious, which is the one yeah. they had originally like sent us to kind of play off the joke. Mm -hmm. I would want to play with pretty much all of these that I've seen though. Yeah, I they're they're all fun i actually you you both grabbed the two that jumped out at me first the the the, the fermented grain monk and the trouble hunter ranger were the ones i oh, oh okay i want a pet pick no okay we're doing that one but um <laughs> <laughs> you knew when but, you saw ranger you're like damn it oh yeah i knew but honestly for the amount of coffee that i consumed the cold brute barbarian was right there at the top of the list this but these are all fun these are all riots yeah. so they're all i fun. looked at they really are i looked at the domain of the golden hive cleric that was uh, what I looked at first um, and was going through because you get first level sticky honey as a spell and hive mind and sticky honey is basically entangle. Mm -hmm. uh, you get a honey shield at first level. Uh, you can infuse healing magic with honey to protect an injured ally. When you expend a spell slot at first level or higher to restore hit points to a creature, you can choose to cover the wound with crystallized honey and roll 1d4 and add it to one of the target's AC until the end of its turn, next turn, or until you use this feature again. You can do Sticky Step. So you can use Sticky Honey to shape the battlefield to your advantage. So as a bonus action, you can cause honey to spill in your wake for one minute, and it becomes basically um, difficult terrain. Um... You get Channel Divinity Hive Formation at level two. And so you can use your Channel Divinity to reorganize your allies in the chaos of battle, which is pretty neat. Um, hive Mind is their signature spell, uh, which is choose a willing creature within range. As long as you're both within 120 feet of each other, any information you both gather through your senses is shared between you non-verbally. Uh, Eye of the Swarm. You conjure a swarm of magical bees that fly around you in a 15 foot radius for the duration. And did, did your dog just look up at you accusatorily when you said that after his third bee sting of the month? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh shit. What, uh, what bees? Bees where? <laughs> Damn. Uh, all creatures <laughs> inside the swarm that you designate gain half cover. Weapon attacks against hostile targets inside the swarm deal plus two piercing damage um and hostile creatures have disadvantage so there's a lot of fun little things you get like 
<laughs> you get tiny servant also at fifth level with these guys. Seventh is giant insect and conjure woodland be- beings. Another DM is oh. Bane. You want to count, conjure how many what's? Yep. <laughs> like, oh and no. Oh no. Ninth level is Big B. In in parentheses. Big B. Wow. Big B's hand. <laughs> wow. Um, Insect I, leg. I love it. I won't go. I won't go through all of the listings, but it's worth looking for folks that are curious about this. The cold, the cold brute barbarian. I won't, I'm not going to read the stat blocks, but they're the, the, the stuff that there's a yeah, lot of pun. There, it is fun. pun tastic. Yeah. Um, Even the, the, the half goblin. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel the, like I feel, the grain monk even has a path of sobriety variant, which nice. is amazing. And again, yes. like I won't go into it either because it's long, but uh, replace your trusty homebrew beer with a fortifying kombucha and you can <sighs> add your wisdom modifier to constitution checks instead of charisma checks. Sticky Nada, Sticky Nado lets you add your wisdom modifier to strength uh, athletic checks while the effects of uh, the mead can be replaced with a botanical soda. When monks on the path of sobriety activate their Herald of uh, Zymugri feature, targets experience lactic acid buildup rather than drunkenness. (laughs) Which is, oh, yeah, awesome. Uh, Pretty um, doggone funny. Yeah, yeah, it it really is. The, um, if you look at the Hab Goblin too, uh, they have a pepper spray. (laughs) <laughs> That's to do. and basically it's a spray you spray a spicy mist from your mouth into the attacker's eyes like as part of it so it's a true story when i worked at a museum uh, in in college um someone found a pepper spray that had been left behind and there's a group of us in this back room at the movie theater at the museum it's like, you think it still works? I don't know. And someone had the bright idea of pushing the button. But I had seen them about, like, they're going to push that button. So I literally stepped behind the door and, and just, like, let the door close. And I heard the and the screaming and yelling. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, I'm in the other room. And I'm just warning, like, the projectionist, don't go back there for a few minutes. What happened? Well, somebody just pushed the, the button on the pepper spray. And it just, like, the staff of the museum screaming behind this metal door. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I worked with some wonderfully smart people back there. Actually, you had to be pretty smart to get in there, but that, that doesn't say much about common sense. Um, all right. Yeah, so now we just need to find a now we just gotta find a, a reason to play these characters in a campaign. Yeah. Um, we'll get John. We'll call I don't John. need a I don't need a reason to play a, a ranger. No. <laughs> you live life as a ranger. Yeah. I live life one arrow at a time. <laughs> the Miranda autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Uh this is awesome. You guys should uh check it out. It's still going. Uh they still have it up. So if you guys are interested mm. out there, um totally support these guys. They're awesome. Uh they're lovely and and the art is fantastic and they did a really great job i think so 
yeah if nothing else go check out the art and see see what they what they got going on here because it's very creative it's a lot of fun so i was actually going to read off some of the credits but they're they're different throughout the different classes so yeah. i don't want to accidentally leave anybody off but yeah, yeah. the the story is a lot of fun um for the people who wrote that the company seems like a blast and the artwork is a riot so um, thank you for giving us a chance to roll up some foodie based uh characters tonight some of which might actually be playable in a real campaign mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. i just would want to play a real campaign and see how long miranda's three negative stat cobalt survives before something terrible befalls i him. i would totally play plums and custard i <laughs> am i actually would love to to play a little cobalt that has a nine intelligence and is only Six wearing strength. a pair of boots yeah I just, I'm so amused by the barbecue guardian. Like, who needs it's summon steed cool. when you've got a barbecue guardian to ride? When you're riding some ribs across the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 somewhere between comedy gold and body horror, actually, mm-hmm. right? Like, because really, the last thing you want is to see your lunch start moving, right? Like, that's. That would send me running in the other direction if I was try- if I was about to break into like a pulled pork sandwich and then it like oh, <laughs> starts chasing you across the across the field with a giant sword like mm-hmm. so, that was my brisket. Um, no, I, mean, I was so hungry. Um, <laughs> all right, so yeah, you can find them at fatmagicrpg.com. Thank you. For, uh, it's same for the Twitter handle, right? Fat, uh, yeah, fatmagicrpg. So thank you very much for sharing your am- amazing little product with us. We've had a blast tonight doing this. Um, check them out and check us out. We are at, oh, Colin, you're better at this part than I am. Oh, I thought you were going to do it. I, I'll screw it up. I can do the other show. I this, The other show I've got mastered. You, we, this, this, is, this is you. This is your specialty. You can find us at charactersinclass.com or at CN Class Podcast on any and all of the social medias. Um, you can find me at colincarlton.com or at colincarltonvo on all the social medias. And now you can talk about our other show. Yes, you can find all three of us on the Raven Folly Institute Presents, uh, ravenfollyinstitute.com. It is our actual play, Gothic Horror, D&D 5e uh, show with many guests of this show uh, on it. Um, aim for scary, often silly. A lot of fun. We're very proud of it. Hope you'll go check it out. Um, you can find that uh, ravenfollyinstitute.com or ravenfolly, ravenfolly, two L's on Twitter. Um, you can find me at matthewfillion.com or mattfillion on Twitter. Come tell me what I did wrong when I'm DMing. Uh, yeah, we can talk shop. Um, and Miranda, where can everybody find you? Uh, all of you guys can find me uh, on pretty much everything as Obscure Abrasion. Um, kicking around so if you want to play some stardew valley with me (laughs) on xbox i'm there making duck mayonnaise and selling it for like 200 bucks a pop (laughs) you know cozy video gaming is what we need in 2022 right who needs who needs a first person shooter when you can make duck mayonnaise no, if you want a first-person shooter that's a comfort, you play Slime Rancher. That's Where you're correct. firing the duck mayonnaise at people. 
Yeah, no, where you're yep. sucking up slimes and harvesting their plorts and selling it on the breeding inter- slime. Yeah, you're breeding slimes and selling their having, excrement. Yep, on the intergalactic excrement board. It's pretty great. <laughs> so out of touch it's in the video shit. game world. So out of so out of touch. Uh, but anyway, thank you for <laughs> listening. Please join us again next week. Um, and uh, talk to you soon. <laughs> Good night, everybody.